What if Alberta oil, you know, just stayed in the ground permanently? Like, what if it all just went away? What then? That's the question being asked by an Albertan whose livelihood has been in oil for decades and who, like a lot of others in that industry, are watching that industry slip away. And so he's penned an op-ed asking those, like, really, whose ultimate goal is to kill our country's oil and gas industry. You know, what if you win? What if you succeed in shutting down this resource that pumps hundreds of billions into our economy? What, what then? You think everyone else will be better with oil extraction? And it's a fair question to ask, especially to those who live in this fantasy world of the Leap Manifesto. They all live in their mansions, but they're all believers of this Leap Manifesto who seem to think an oil-free Canada is a victory. Let's ask the person who wrote it himself. Demian Newman is uh, in the oil industry. He has a company named Newman Sales and Marketing. Hello there. Hi, Alex. How are you tonight? Well, I'm good, and, and I caught your uh, your editorial that you wrote, and I thought that's a very good and very fair question to ask. So what would happen if Alberta oil got landlocked? We would just be getting more from foreign countries, and I think that's the, that's the frustration I have, is that uh, I'm I'm with every single Canadian that has ever good-heartedly protested the Canadian oil industry thinking that they're trying to save the planet. I'm with them on the fact that I, I want to save the planet, but there's better ways of doing it. And we need to take that energy and we need to direct it in, in much better ways and, and get educated on what's going on and, and how we can help this country and, uh, and help each other. Yeah, I mean, I look at the oil industry and this is an industry, this is an issue that I've been covering for years because while oil is not perfect, at least Canadian oil is as good as we can get when it comes to being responsible, being environmentally responsible for replenishing what we purge. You know, we've got strict guidelines. We're also, a, you know, we've got good human rights records. We, we play by the rules and yet we continuously take this blood oil or dirty oil from other countries that don't think twice about human rights. Well, that's the mind-blowing part of it, is that we are the best in the world. I mean, I've been saying this all day today. We, we're the best in the world at a couple things. We're the best in the world at hockey, which we <laughs> brag about any chance we get. And we're the best in the world at the Canadian oil and gas industry. is the best in the world, every level. I, I was in a presentation 10, 12 years ago where presenter after presenter after presenter just went on and on about on every level, whether it's the environment, whether it's technology, uh, extracting out of the ground, moving it on every level. We are better than any other country, and yet we're protesting it and then bringing it in from other countries who have horrendous records on, on the environment, on human rights, on, on, on a variety of issues. Not to mention, we're nowhere near getting off of fossil fuels. Even if we didn't use oil to put in our car, we still use things like Tupperware. We still have our iPhone or anything that we have that's made out of, you know, the byproducts of oil. That, that all stays around. And so how how soon, because you write about this, like how close are we to, to kind of the point of no return? On getting green energy? No, on getting Canadian oil to market, because I think we've kind of, you know, we've we've done a pretty darn good job of being very polite to activists and, you know, letting the Elizabeth Mays of the country uh, tie themselves to tree. And, and we've been polite about that. But I think that politeness, Demian, has really come at a very dear cost. Well, and I think we've been polite because we're Canadian and that's what we do. And, and this industry has been polite, but we've also done a bad job of of getting the, the word out there on what we do. I mean, we, we know we're the best, 
in this small closed-in group, and we're not telling anyone. We're not getting the message out. We're not spending the – and that's – I'm assuming most of your listeners are, are pro-Alberta, pro-oil. I would just encourage everyone over the Christmas holidays to go chat with your friends or neighbors or whoever over the Christmas holidays that you know is on the complete opposite end and don't get mad at them. Just have a conversation with them. And, and if you've got some great stories and if you don't, I can help you with that because I have about a bazillion great stories about how my clients and, and, and companies that I work with go over and above any other country when it comes to environmental standards. I got on that green. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, nope, go ahead. Part. Yep. I, I I bring up Energy East and and my um my little letter there. It, it is amazing to me. I, we we all want more renewable energy, and greener energy, and it's coming at some point. But it's not coming next year. It's probably not coming in five years. Like there's no chance that anyone opposing Energy East had any chance of you know when the ribbon coming ceremony, mm-hmm. someone's going to run out and stop the ceremony. And go, oh guys shut this down don't go don't worry about this uh i figured it out we've we've got it we're not using this oil anymore uh let's move on i mean it's going to be a slow transition at some point maybe but who i mean who really knows and but at the same time let's take it from the country that's the that has the highest standards in the world for the for saving the environment or helping the environment or, or wants to help the environment you know, you can you can sense this this tone of desperation from you and many, many others in Alberta who are basically at their wits end trying to get their resources moving because you've been so vilified. It saddens me. But, you know, the government just announced one point six billion dollars to, to subsidize your oil. Your reaction to that, because it doesn't sound to me like they want to actually get a solution. They just want to keep the money coming to keep you guys quiet. Well, and that's, I mean, we're going into an election year. So, I mean, that's all I thought about when I saw that that announcement this morning is this is an excellent election move and um, and kudos to them. And is Alberta oh, buying that? Really I mean, honestly, I mean, after you've been, the way Alberta has been treated, I mean, $1.6 billion is not what you want. You want pipeline. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, <laughs> I think we're both on the yeah. same page where this 1.6 is why it's coming. And um, so we can... I can probably pass on, on that to you because I think we're on the same page on this one. But uh, I, what I hope, I mean, A, I hope the $1.6 billion gets people working. Uh, that, I mean, obviously, I hope that first and foremost. But I also hope that people within this industry keep talking about how fantastic it is and keep getting the word out there. And, and we don't, because that is the one nice part about the downturn is that it really has unified this industry. It is so out of character mm-hmm. for the protests that you're seeing in Toronto yep. that are happening in, I mean, downtown Calgary, can you imagine yep. how out of character it is for an engineer or geologist in their 40s, 50s, 60s to leave their office in the middle of the day and go to, a, I mean, I guarantee you that's most, most of them's first protest ever. It's, yeah, it's I know. I lived in Alberta for a portion of time, and that's only because I live there. I've got an idea of what it's like and the, the realities. And I love Calgary. I love Alberta. So I understand it. But to see that frustration, I've only got about 40 seconds left. Have you ever felt, uh, has Alberta ever felt this isolated and, and this kind of left behind? I think it's a feeling we felt for a while, but things were good, so we kind of looked the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are short on time, I just I would actually like to take a, just one second yep. and shift the view or shift the spotlight over to two other Canadians mm-hmm. uh, from me, as much as I love the spotlight. I would like to move it over to two. Um, one is Chris Sablicki. He's the uh, CEO of Modern Energy, who has or Modern Resources, who has a fantastic YouTube video yep. 
55 minutes, and it will teach every Canadian about energy consumption, what we're doing and where we're going. And he is also represents, this is the kind of person that I, you deal with in Calgary. He's thoughtful, smart, and wants to, wants to help the environment. Um, so that's that. He's not the enemy on in any means. And, yeah. and then the other one, I'm sure you've talked about on your station is Vivian. Krause, yeah, I love Vivian Krause. Spoken. She is a hero of ours for sure. Um, look, I'm up and, against a hard time. We'll continue to talk about this, and uh, we'll have you on again. I hope things get better. But definitely, Vivian Krause is uh, a regular on this uh, channel, and uh, glad she's getting the recognition finally that she's getting. Thank you so much, and we'll talk again. No, thanks, Alex. Anytime. Appreciate it. That is uh, Demian Newman, and again, you can just hear hear the voice just. Just, just want to be heard. Saddens me, really does. And he's right. Vivian Krauss must follow Pierre on point on Global News Radio.